This is Kyle Juszczyk, and you're listening to Nothing But Niners. This is Charles Haley. You're listening to Nothing But Niners. So now they've got to start from deep in their end of the field, and Garrison Hurst takes advantage of it. He takes the handle, takes to his right, gets to the 20. He's in the 30. Needs to cut in. He comes back up the right sideline. Breaks the third tackle. Comes down to the 30. He's down to the 20. He's down to the 10. He's down to the 5. He's in the end zone. Touchdown. Touchdown. 49ers. 96-yard run from scrimmage. Garrison Hurst breaking tackle after tackle. Sweeps down the sideline. Throws off bodies like clothes after a marathon. Young, back to throw. In trouble. He's going to be sacked. No, gets away. He runs. Gets away again. Goes to the 40. Gets away again. To the 35. Cuts back at the 30. To the 20. The 50. The 10. He died. Touchdown, 49ers. Third down. Alex takes the snap. Alex looking down in post. Click, click, boom! What's going on, Faithfuls? It's your boy Mike from the Nothing But Niners crew, and guys, we are back, all right? Today is a Thursday, man. We are here to have a really fun episode with you guys. We will be discussing the 49ers' finances with our special guest, Jason Hurley. I'm going to run through some formalities. Wayne Breezy is going to be jumping in here soon. I'm going to pop my man Jason in here in a little bit, too. Uh, I want to thank him for his time and all that, but we will get to that after we run through the formalities, okay? So first and foremost, guys, if this is your first time here on the YouTube page, please, please, please give us a thumbs up if you enjoy the show. Like the video, okay? And if you really enjoy it, subscribe. After you subscribe, you want to turn on your notifications so you know when we bring you guys impromptu shows, all right? The month of March is madness for us here. We literally just pop up and do 15-minute segments at any time. We started doing them at midnight. Now we're doing them at noon. Now we're doing them at midday. You just never know when it's going to happen, and that's why it's important that you have your special notifications turned on. So make sure you guys do that, all right? Follow us on some of our social media platforms. We have Snapchat, Instagram, and Twitter. Those handles are nothing but nine. That is the number nine, nothing but nine, E-R-S. Give us follows over there on all three of those. And then we also have Facebook and Twitch. Those handles are nothing but niners. That is spelled all the way out. No numbers in there anywhere, all right? Some variation. I think Twitch has like underscores on it or something like that. I don't even know how that Twitch thing works. I know we're live on there right now, but we are there, guys. So head on over there. Give us a follow there, okay? We got a Patreon page, guys. Now, I'll admit the content has been a little slow, but it will be picking up soon, and we are starting and launching a new podcast over there, not necessarily 49ers related. So make sure you guys get on over there, patreon.com slash NB9ERS. You see the flag behind me? See that? NB9ERS? That's it. Patreon.com slash NB9ERS. All right? Also, we appreciate you guys. Just like the March Madness, the shows are mostly about you guys and what you guys want to hear. How do you let us know what you want to hear? shoot us an email, nb9ers at nothingbutniners.com. If you're an advertiser and you want to sponsor a show or an episode, something like that, you got some gear that you make. Maybe you're a 49ers gear creator, okay? I know there's a ton of content creators out there, but some people make shirts, some people make hats. Maybe you make cigars and you guys know Mike is a cigar connoisseur, right? Send some of your equipment and stuff over here. I will happily place it 
and ads appropriately for you, shoot us an email. That's the main source for contact there. NB9 ERS at nothing but niners.com. All right. I'm your guy, Mike Andrews, 83. That is my Twitter handle. All right. And guys, we got to talk about a couple of things before we get to the meat and potatoes of the show. All right. Latest rumors, latest news surrounding your favorite team, the 49ers. All right. For some reason, they just officially announced all of the moves that they made uh, in the coaching staff. All right. Uh Uh-oh. I'm getting some text messages from my guys here. Let me see here. All right. So that was Wayne. I see him. Okay, Wayne. I see you, bro. It's all good. It's all good. Don't worry about it. I got you. All right. So I want to start with the coaching staff announcements. All right. Now, we knew about these hires a while ago, but there were some names that we weren't quite sure of. The team officially makes their announcement today, and they start with the defensive coordinator, Steve Wilkes. All right. I'm going to read this paragraph about Steve Wilkes here uh, because I thought there was just a little bit of interesting news in there. Wilkes, 53, joins the 49ers from the Carolina Panthers in uh, 2022, where he was promoted to interim head coach in week six after initially serving as a secondary and defensive pass game coordinator. The Panthers went six and six, finished second in the NFC South under Wilkes following a one and four start to the season. I learned that Wilkes actually grew up in Carolina. So uh, they go through his history and then later on they say, where is it here? Hold on. Prior to Carolina, he spent this time there. Um, I didn't know that he was from Carolina though. Damn it. I can't find it now. Or, or maybe I read it wrong. Maybe I was driving and just read the information completely wrong. But I swear I saw something somewhere saying that Wilkes was from Carolina. Uh, but other announcements that they made there, uh, Clint Kubiak uh, as offensive pass game specialist, all right? So we weren't quite sure. We knew that the Niners hired Clint. Uh, we assumed that maybe it was going to be uh, something on the offensive side of the ball there, and we were correct there. Offensive passing game co- uh, specialist. Uh, they also hired Jacob Webster as the defensive quality control coach. Now, doesn't sound like it's much. <clears throat> Those quality control people, they do a lot of film uh, watching. They try to prepare the team for the upcoming opponents and things like that. They try to look for patterns and things like that. They, they bring it to the coordinators and so on and so forth who take it to the Kyle and they respect the chain of command. This is important. Guys like Robert Sala got their starts as quality control guys. Not everyone just came in to the NFL, boom, as some sort of coach. They start as quality control people. Uh, So this is interesting. Jacob Webster, uh, defensive quality control coach. And then Max Moles as coaching operations assistant. Uh, Now, when I read up on that, it says here Moles is 27 years old, right? And it said he joins the 49ers. Uh, from the University of Missouri, where he served as the Associate Director of Football Operations. Uh, Prior to his time at Missouri, Moles attended St. Mary's College of California, where he was a student manager for the Gales baseball team. And uh, the whole article just jumped. Where'd it go? The Gales baseball team for four seasons and earned his bachelor's degree in political science. All right. Um, I wasn't quite sure what the Associate Director of Football Operations was. So I'm going to ask the guys about that when they when they jump in here a little bit later. Um, but before we even get to that stuff, before I get the guys in here, I have to I got to do a little rant here. I got to do a little rant and then we're going to have some fun. All right. We're going to talk about some of the 49ers. Um, some of the ch- shout out to Nick, too. I, I see you out here in the chat with your super chats. You know, we're going to get to the super chats at the end of the episode. Uh, so we will get to those guys. If you are sending super chats, feel free to keep sending them in. All right. 
I will get to them. I promise you guys that we have a whole segment at the end of every episode for specifically the super chats. All right. So don't feel like we didn't see them. I promise you we see them. All right. We will get to them. Now, the Brandon Ayuk is, is going out there and he's doing something. I was watching Mariah's show uh, with TL earlier today. Um, and they said something really interesting. They pointed out how often or how much Brandon Ayuk doesn't actually post. And that was something I never really paid attention to. I'm not one of those guys that has alerts set for players. Uh, so I, I see when they tweet and things like that. I kind of just let them go. All right. And they were talking about just how rarely Brandon Ayuk actually tweets. So he had this tweet that he did uh, talking about, you know, basically what he's done. Wayne, you ready? All right, my man's ready. I'm going to bring my man Wayne in here real quick. Uh, so Brandon Ayuk is talking about in, in his latest tweet. Um, actually, you know what? I'm just going to show you guys here. Let me just pull it up here because I don't want to I don't want to put any words in his mouth. I'm going to make sure I'm reading it verbatim. Uh, but it was basically along the lines of this is what I do. All right. I Like fourth option doesn't matter. Run first team and I still get mine. It's basically what he was saying. All right. So let's zoom in on this tweet. Let's share this screen here. All right. And they were trying to decipher what exactly he meant by this. So let's take this off of there. Let's go ahead and add this here. Boom. All right. Is that clear there, Wayne? You got it? Can you see it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. It says 1K is the fourth option. And it was with laughing emojis. I'm as real as it gets. Word to little baby in ESTG. I'm ready to stand on business every time. Year four with the Rockets. He's going up. He's going up. Some people thought that this was a shot at the team. Some people thought that this was uh part of the negotiation process, right? Wayne, we've talked about how negotiation oh it didn't it didn't show it. That's what I'm saying it's not popped up. Oh I didn't see I didn't hear you. I didn't hear you see I'm gonna turn the volume up on your mic and not on your mic but on my computer and watch it watch you tell me we got feedback. All right so there we go I turned it up some um okay. there's a tweet there I don't know why he felt the need to do this but he did it's here What's your interpretation of this tweet, Wayne? I mean, my my interpretation is just him letting putting the, the the there's people on blast about like his gameplay. Like, look, man, I I kind of take it word for word what he said. Look, I, I got a thousand yards, and I'm the fourth option on a run first offense. I'm as real as it gets. Uh, I'm ready to stand on business every time. He's going into year four. Now. It, the 49ers have some 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 decisions to make and so you know a lot of people don't want to talk about the decisions of brandon Ayuk, uh or there might be some type of possible trade or whatever but listen the niners are going to have to make a decision whether they're going to fifth year uh option him by may 1st uh and so it's going to be interesting to see but this kid is banking on himself that's kind of like how i look at it bro i don't uh I can understand the diva mode of this because mm. Mm. Debo did it and everybody called him a diva. 
But Debo was trying, and Debo was trying to get the same thing, right? He doesn't get a fifth year, and it, he didn't have a fifth year option. He was trying to get another deal before he stepped on the field. I don't think BA is looking for the deal right now, but I don't know, man. It to me, this is just him letting the league know he ain't nothing to mess with, yo. He he about to put the league on blast. And I tell you what, the better he play this year, the more money he gonna make next year. So it's gonna be interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I completely agree with what you were saying there. I I I think. This is part of the public negotiations that has to take place. I really do. Mariah pointed out just how few times he actually tweets. And if I were to if I were to go back to just his page here, uh, you, the dates are here, right? This was March 21st. Then you go all the way back to Eagles fans chirping, right? Yeah. Like this is this was a response to that. That was that was to that, right? He's he's more of a, a July first, twenty twenty one. I mean, look at how far back you go. He doesn't tweet a lot. He doesn't tweet a lot. You know what I'm saying? And so, I thought that was pretty important. I did. I thought it was it was worth mentioning. Uh, once I heard Mariah break down just how often he tweets, I didn't pay attention to it. I didn't even catch that. Um, I know a lot of players tweet and delete. I don't know if he's like that, but uh, that's a lot of deleting if he is that way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think it's part of the public negotiations. You got to kick it off. You know what I mean? Um, and at least he didn't go out there and start uh, campaigning to be on other teams yet. You know, when that happens, that's when I'm that's when I'm checking out mentally. Uh, Wayne, I talked about the coaching hires already. I talked about that really quick. Was there anything else 49ers related that happened recently we need to worry about? Kickers are getting signed, but I don't think the Niners were in on any of those guys anyway. Uh, what do you think? I no, I mean, there's nothing to worry about. I mean, this is it's free agency time and get ready for draft time. It's draft time, you know, it's 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 draft time, guys. So that's what I would be getting ready for. The 49ers, let me just remind you, they have 11 draft picks mm. and mm-hmm. they have zero problems using all 11. And right. I, you know, there's a possibility that they that they do just that. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited because. The 49ers in free agency filled the voids that they needed to fill, right? One player left out, they've refilled that void, you know? If Mm -hmm. if they added anything, they added a defensive tackle. So they upgraded there, but then they filled the void of the nickelback with Isaiah Oliver. Then they filled uh, the Charles Aminahue, to me, would be the the Cleveland Pharaoh. And then they even doubled down on Oh. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Then they even double down with the with the Austin with Bryant because Cleveland Farrell will be your run guy, your run stuffing guy, guys that you know, and then your and then Austin would be your pass rushing guy from the edge, right? So that's two different types of defensive ends. They're not tweeners. They don't. They can do both, but they're not built like the Charles Menahue. Then Samson Ebukam was already on the roster, so that's your Drake Jackson. So like they they just replenished what they needed to do uh, as far as on the offensive side. They re-signed the center, right? We didn't have a center, so they addressed it and they brought back Jake Brendel. I know a lot of people felt like we could have upgraded at the Jake Brendel position, Mike, but uh, I mean, could we have? Did, uh, and, and if we if we could have, which I believe we could have, I thought there were upgrades out there. Did we really want to pay? The 49ers only want to pay one offensive lineman. His name is Trent Williams. That's where all the money goes right now. Think about it. And so they're trying to feel like how they can continue to be serviceable. And so they let Mike McGlinchey walk, and they're saying, hey, man, I think Mike, I think Colt McGivens could do just as damn near good a job as Mike McGlinchey. And so that you saying it, but that's not what they're saying. 
I, I'm, like, saying, I, I'm saying in about is that what they're saying? We're gonna I, we're gonna I, talk I, money. I, in a second. I, I guarantee that's what they're saying. And money does play a factor. He's cheaper again. They wanted to spend money where they felt like they needed it to go. It went to the defense. I keep telling everybody, build this goddamn defense, yo. Make the defense such a problem that the offense can come in here and supplement and, and get through, get by. But that's not what our offense is. We're all, our offense has weapons. We just need a, a quarterback that can get it to them, which is crazy. So they built the offense. It yeah. just needs to be efficient. Yeah. Yeah, well, we're going to talk about all that right now. We're going to bring our special guest in. Give me a thumbs up. Let me know when you're ready down there. I know you've been patiently waiting. We're going to bring my man in, Jason Hurley. You guys know him as the 49ers cap guy. All right. Uh, Jason, what's going on? How about, you know what we're going to do? We're going to do an ISO, man. We're going to do an ISO. We're going to we're gonna give you the solo screen here for a second. Let's get you, let you okay. introduce yourself. Uh, tell people who you are, where you're from, and then we'll go back to the little tripod box. All right. Sounds good, Michael. Uh, name's Jason Hurley. You can find me at 49erscap.com on Twitter at 49erscap. Did this basically for over a decade. I've been doing it. So started out as a hobby in high school and it's kind of transformed from there and just become its own thing now, which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's definitely been something interesting to watch. Um, I, I've enjoyed uh, watching you grow and, and, and watching uh, your numbers and all. Um, now, I'm going to start with some hard-hitting questions here. You can go to Spot sure. Rack. You can go to Over the Cap. You can go to 18 different sites, and you'll see 18 different total numbers. Mm -hmm. Why does that happen with the salary cap? Each site is calculating differently. They have different um, calculating the ways they calculate everything. Even though you think it, it should be the same from site to site, for some reason, over the cap, spot rack, whatever it is, they're always, they're not completely the same. They're close, but they're not the same. I give the edge to over the cap because they have really good um, in-depth when it comes to the draft, the draft pool for each team. You can see how much your team's going to, you know, we see our team's going to cost about 9.7 to sign our guys. So it's tough to say exactly why there's so many different reasons or why it's like why over the cap and spot rack have it different but i guess to, to kind of like it is what it is kind of kind of thing yeah yeah all right all right so different calculations different strokes for different folks but usually everyone's within the same one to 1.5 million dollars in cap space when you, when you when you see the final breakdowns now what do you currently have the Niners at? Because I want to know if we can afford to go out and get some of these guys uh, that are still out there in free agency, like Yannick and Gakwe. Were there centers that we passed on because we didn't have enough money? Like, what do you, what do we what do we currently have the Niners at? I currently have them after getting some new information that they're at four and a half million under. That's before Feliciano and um, 
Austin Bryant steals. I haven't calculated them into it yet. Okay. I know okay. Feliciano got a one-year, $2.5 million contract. It's uh, worth, worth up to 3 and a half with playtime incentives. And Austin Bryant was a veteran minimum contract. So his cap number is like 965000 Okay. Okay. All right. Now that's interesting. So uh, Wayne was saying earlier, this is where I want to get your opinion, uh, that the team is saying they think McKivitz can come in and play right tackle as good as right. or maybe serviceable to replace Mike McGlinchey. Now, the reason I said, eh, and I don't know, is because I think money will tell us what we need to know or tell us what we – I think the money will tell us what the team thinks of that player. What did the money in the Colton McKivitz extension say to you, Jason? What, what exactly were those numbers? And then, Wayne, I want to see if you agree after he explains what the yeah. number is. Yeah, it, to me, the numbers were a two-year deal worth around $4.5 million total and to me that says we think you can be the right tackle but we're more banking on you being the swing tackle most likely but he's gonna have every opportunity to be the right tackle but that money is not starter money definitely not what a starter would get okay now wait like two Two point something a year. <clears throat> I, I agree with that, but that doesn't mean that they still don't think that he can be the guy. You, you know right. what I'm saying? So I, I agree with yeah. what you're saying. I mean, we're not paying for a right tackle. We don't even have money to pay for a right tackle. I don't know what the hell. Yeah. He's talking about we got four and a half million and you didn't factor in that. I'm thinking the team's probably going to be closer to the $3 million mark, maybe a little bit under $3 million. Um, when it comes to, you know, those figures get factored in and, and Jason's spot on, like he's a hundred percent correct. There's not, they're not giving him starter right tackle money, but they're giving him tackle money and an opportunity to be the guy. So he just has to go out there and do it. And I feel like I, we watched them do it. He is to me, the swing tackle of the team. But now he has an opportunity to go out there and and be the tackle. And after he fulfills his voice, his contract, the same way these other guys who made zero dollars in the NFL, minimum peanuts or whatever, like Jake Brendel, look where he is now. And so this is a this is a great move for for my uh for Colton McKivitz. For Colton McKivitz. All right. So a kicker that they might bring in is going to be a veteran. Uh, whatever that veteran signs, it'll likely be like a I. How do you, how how does how did a team determine how are caps figured where let's just say it's it's a hundred million dollar deal, right? For five mm -hmm. years. I'm gonna use really, really round numbers, average of 20 million a year, but then you see the right. cap hits aren't that. Why does something like that happen? It's all about the structure of the contract. All about structure, the way that they structure it. You gotta look at like let's take Javon Hargrave for an example. Okay. Um, four, four year, 84 million, 21 million a year. He got an upfront bonus of 23 million. That's a signing bonus. He also got a six mil option bonus next year. They're all guaranteed. 
and they prorate over the length of the contract. Now they added a void year to Hargrave's contract. So it's so really a five-year deal? It's technically, it last te- it, it's only four, but the fifth year is a void year. It, it's like a dummy year. Gotcha. It doesn't exist. Yeah. So with Hargrave's contract, it's basically... Like I said, it's all about structure. You got you have to look at the structure of the contract. And when you look at it, you know, he's got it's basically a two year deal worth forty million dollars because they can get out after year two of the contract. If they if he doesn't play up to the standards. So it's not as simple as just looking at the total amount of the contract subtracting the bonus money and then dividing that over the years of the contract to figure out the cap hits. It's not that simple. No, it's not. And this is you why have to look at, I don't yep. do this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be like, Mike, what's the cap face? I'm like, damn it. I don't know. I don't know anymore. I have, I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> All right. So there's rumors going around that the Niners can extend guys like Nick Bosa they can extend guys to, to make more cap space. Explain to us how something like that would help. Okay. How would extend so, and who, who would it be? If the Niners, I tell you what, let me let me paint let me put you in the box and put some some pressure on you here. If the Niners needed to create 15 million dollars in cap space, how would how would they do it? If they needed to create that much cap space. They'd have to restructure Trent Williams' contract, which saves around fourteen and a half million. But if we're talking about extension-wise, Nick Bosa, when he signs his deal, they can save up to around twelve million dollars if they were to when they extend him. It likely won't be that much because he's going to get a high high signing bonus, a large one, and I expect that. It'll save around like eight million, nine million, where it's going to be enough to sign the draft class to account for them when the when the season begins in, in September. Okay, all right. Now, what about Christian McCaffrey? Because from my understanding, everything that he is getting, every penny, is a cap hit. Mm-hmm. And what can they do right. with something like that? Is that money that's playable? Yes, that's playable. They can restructure the contract. They can um, add on void years. They can save over eight eight and a half million dollars. They could tear the contract up and give give them a new contract if they wanted to. But the way it looks like, I don't think they're going to do that. They're probably not going to touch the contract yet. But. He he has no guarantees left in his contract, no guaranteed money. So why why would so he it, play, Jason? Like why why would Christian McCaffrey get up on that football field and put on some cleats and play one game? Why would he even step at why would he show ding, the ding, ding, ding. That's the question. I don't have a bell. Yeah. Wayne got the bell over there. That's the question. I don't know if it go ding ding ding, but oh, it's something like that. But like <laughs> yeah, like, like that's that's the question, right? Because if I'm Christian McCaffrey's yeah. agent. I'm not even letting him step on the fo- on practice field. 
because god forbid anything happens no money is there yeah. injury guarantee in there is there injury so. guarantee in there there is an injury guarantee but it's only for one million so it's a million dollars uh, oh yeah oh, he's not even getting on a bicycle if i'm his agent he not <laughs> no. I'm trying to tell you, man. Y'all be thinking we don't know what we're talking about. Listen, I'm telling you right now. I talked to Christian McCaffrey's agent. He says, "Listen, man, he's not showing up." It's like I, I get it. So, so when do the? I guess Jason, when do you feel the Niners start churning the wheels on that? Probably after the draft, right? Yeah, I think after the draft they'll look at it and think, um, talk with him, see what he thinks. Um, the good part about for Christian for CMC is that when he makes the 53 man roster in September, his entire base salary, which is I think 11.8 million, becomes fully guaranteed because he's a vested veteran. So, after so maybe so, so then so. So this is so technically he does have guarantees because they're not gonna cut him. But they but they're not guaranteed no, no. after he makes the roster. Yeah. So when does the roster he, go? that comes in August though? Yeah, it does. It comes at the end of August. Yeah, but the, but 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 wait, it gets worse because why would right. he step on the football field before <laughs> he, he, this? He, he doesn't need to practice. He doesn't need to go to no. uh preseason games, he doesn't need to do any of that. So no, he'll make it no. 53 staying at home. So he's got, yeah, but, yeah, but, so, okay, let's have this conversation then. F the money. Let's do it. Because if Debo Samuel did that, the the fan base goes eight banana shit, right? Now, if Christian Mm -hmm. McCaffrey does it, is the fan base going to give that same type of reaction? Because technically, he don't get, he does, he's not getting paid to show up for any of that. You want, you want me to go first? Or you want to go I mean, yeah, because my point go, is, go, he's, Mike. Not, he's, not ahead, Mike. he's not practicing with the team. He's not right. building continuity. He's not practicing with Trey Lance. That's the whole point. Like, so what? Do, go ahead, so, Mike. That, no, that's that's that is a very very good question, right? And there's always two ways to look at it. Sometimes there's even three. Okay, from the fan perspective, especially if Lance is the guy out there all all through the offseason OTAs and all that stuff. We want to see him getting out there and building that chemistry. That's that's from the fan perspective, right? We want to see that. Give him the heat if he's not showing up. I understand that. From the financial perspective, his team, his side, we have a million dollars guaranteed. You go out here and stub a toe, turf toe or something, anything that sets you back, we're in trouble. You yep. can't go out there. The truth lies somewhere in the middle. Mm. Most logical people can remove emotion and then and and understand either either party's perspective that's what logical people can do logic now everyone watching this channel right now is a fan of the 49ers by the way wayne your channel's not even in here i'm my bad bro that's all good leave, 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 leave. just just tell them you don't um, gotta add it just tell them to go subscribe to it at some point there you go subscribe to the wayne breezy channel uh but as fans we are emotional Right. We're emotionally invested in this. So asking us to think logically isn't always going to make sense. We're here. We want to win a Super Bowl. And that's going to come through chemistry and cohesion. So get your butt out there. So that's why when Jason said they might wait until after the drafts and all that. Well, I, that's going to lead me to other questions. Do they even have enough to, to 
sign their draft class right now because your numbers didn't include Feliciano and uh, and uh, Austin uh, Bryant, right? So th- those are two things. Do they have enough to do that? We'll get back to that. But why wouldn't why wouldn't McCaffrey and his team want to go ahead and restructure right now? What does it benefit the player to restructure? A lot of times people hear restructure and they think pay cut. That's not always what it means, right? right? It's right. It's not always what it means. When you hear restructuring a contract, it's taking part of the base salary, turning it into a signing bonus, prorating it over five years or the length of the contract. And there it is. He gets an upfront signing bonus and the team gets cap space. That's basically what restructuring is. Pay cut is literally what it sounds like, a pay cut. Right, right. So... So the team can actually take some of his money that he's owed right. later, give it to him up front. So they, if they know that they want to keep Christian McCaffrey, is what three years left on his deal? Yes. So and each year is twelve and a half million, if I'm not mistaken, right? It's right around twelve and a half. Uh, it's eleven. Yeah, it's twelve million each year. Okay, so thirty six so million. Right. So they can they can take that thirty six million that he's going to get in three years. And they can say, you know what, Christian, let's sign this restructure. We're not going to touch any of your money. It's going to move it around a little bit. A signing bonus of $20 million for the next three years. Now, do they have to add years on to that deal in order for it to be a restructure? No, they don't have to. They don't have to. Yep, they don't have to add years onto it. But with the way the 49ers are operating right now, they're going to add void years to the deal to maximize uh, cap savings. Did you know that, Wayne? About his uh, void years? If, if a team restructures a deal, they don't have to add time onto it? Did you know that? I didn't know that. No, they could add the void years, yeah. like that That's something that they do. No, they can, but did you, I thought they had to. He, Jason no, they don't they have to. Add. No, they don't. I didn't know that. I just learned something new. Oh. Mm-hmm. I thought that if they're going to restructure, that means they're changing some part of the deal. So they're going to move, add, add a year or when two they, or something. Even no, when they, yeah, but those years are considered kind of like those voided years, right? Right. So that doesn't mean they're going to play longer. They're just going to get paid after they're gone. And so it goes right. into your dead cap. Yeah. And that we remember Anquan Bolden. That was a, yes. a big example that, that happened. Yeah. He had a couple yep. of years afterwards. D Ford had those years afterwards. I think we're still paying D Ford, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, we're still paying um, D Ford. So why won't they do something like that now? That's that's my big question. What what's the harm in doing it now to create the extra cap space to give him his guarantees, give him incentives to come to the practice so that way the fans aren't, you know, rallying against them because they don't care about the fans. Like they don't that's give a shit. They don't <laughs> I, I I do. They don't care about him if that was the case, why why they don't give us Nick Bosa's extension right now? Why they Who don't says they're not working on it? I didn't say that. Who says they're not working on Christian McCaffrey? But my point is, they don't got to move when the fans say they got to move. That's my point. Mike always got to go against the grain with the shit that I say. I never understand that, Jake, Jason. That that the point is, <laughs> they don't care when we want it. They do it when they want to, and so maybe they are working at it, or maybe Christian McCaffrey's still taking a break and he just not answering the phone right now. Like we don't know. 
They, I, I guarantee Cabo still. Maybe if he's still in Cabo, that dude got money, money. That dude, because he's been in Cabo for a month. <laughs> he's still in Cabo. Yeah. Yeah. Now nah, he done paid a couple, a couple mortgages there. A couple of mortgages. Yeah. Bro. <laughs> All right. So, but would it behoove him? There, there's incentive in it for him to get a deal done now instead of waiting, right, Jason? Yeah, there's incentive to get it done now. You get the money now, and the team. It's incentive for the team to do it to get the cap space right away. So there is incentive to get it done. Okay. Whether it's going right. to happen or not is another, you know, another story. We don't know. Right. Now, just off the gut. Now, we don't have a first. We don't have a second. And our thirds are super, super late. <clears throat> do you yep. think the Niners have enough currently after – after the other two contracts come through to sign our draft class. We got 11 picks. This is a great question, and I'm going to say yes because only the because during the offseason, only the top 51 salaries count against the salary cap. And when you factor in those third-round picks, they would be high enough to go on to the top 51. But the rest of the picks that are on day three, fifth round and fifth through the seventh, good. They job. are too. They're they're so low that good the job. only thing that counts is the prorated bonus. Do will any of those third round picks even make it to the top fifty one? Yeah, they 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 should. The third round pick should. Even though they're that late, they're like technically yeah picks. Okay. Well, so that's I mean, only that's only three players. That that makes me think the Niners trade two of those, mm-hmm. move up, try to get a right tackle or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very spot on. I was gonna look at uh, I was gonna look at the 49ers and see just where their top fifty one is right now. See so who's at the bottom of it. Okay. Um, it looks like oh they're all crossed out. So this is where it is right here. Right now, Kalia Davis is at fifty one. Ooh. So I I think so, Wayne. I think those guys would get it. He's, hey, a, yeah. he's a, according to this site. I'm pretty sure that's fifty one. Wait, stay there, baby. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's fifty one, and he's at seven hundred eighty three thousand. What is that? Does that sound about right, Jason? Yep that that is right. Yeah. Interesting. Sorry, sorry. Something in my house is talking, and it's I, okay. I just Don't me and the dog. It. I don't know what it was? Yeah, no, I kept hearing something saying like low voltage or low wattage. Or, I, oh, I don't know okay. what it was saying. I got you. Okay. It's just me and the dog in the living room, and it's freaking me out. So I was calling my wife. Sorry about that. All right, all right. It's okay. So we have sixty-three players on contract right now. Yep, sixty-three total. Okay. That's, this is going to be interesting how they how they how they you know try to continue to you know oh guys you know what i forgot i forgot oh, we sorry. signed i'm sorry mike i totally forgot we had a wide receiver named daz newsome on this team we we got some pieces those future contracts yeah mm-hmm. i totally now, forgot about that how do what what's what's a future contract jason what does that mean like i don't I, i've never understood they, they're on the team or aren't they yeah yeah what it, the the technical term for it is a reserve future 
futures contract. Basically, when the season is over, the um, regular season, and that's over, any player that's not on a practice squad can sign with any team. And the deal doesn't become officially, like, official on the cap until the day, until the new league year. Which was It's basically, yeah, March 15th Mm. this year. It's just... It's just a way of signing players, even even while you're in the playoffs. We did it with um, AJ Parker. He we were in the playoffs and we signed him to a futures contract. Okay. It just basically means that the contract will count starting on the on the new league year. We'll start counting. On the okay. New league year. Now, when when the when the league says the teams have to be under the cap by a certain date. There's always two mm-hmm. different cap numbers on every site. It's all, and then yep. it's top 51. Now, you just said a couple of minutes ago, maybe a couple of seconds ago, I'm sorry, that only the top 51 count against the cap. Is that true? So yep. the rest of them don't matter? Because if you look at Spot Rack right now, I don't know who's included and who's not, but it says cap space 2.4 million. That's with all of them. But it says cap space with just the top 51, 8.4. Right. So it sounds like we got plenty of money because we have to cut down. When do we have to be under the cap uh, for the next time? Uh, well, you, you actually technically have to be under the cap at all at all times from when the new league year begins till the end of the season. You have to be under the cap or else any deal signed would get rejected by the NFL and the NFLPA. But the top 51 salaries are just for the off season. After um, once final cuts are made, that's when you know you start to see team. You know you'll start to see me. You know, okay, we have this much cap room because now players 52 and 53 count, and. Then you've got your practice squad that you sign the next day. And if anybody's injured, so that's why all players usually, usually it's, it's considered an effective cap, effective cap room. It's Mm -hmm. basically with everybody factored in C2, the contracts, every contract factored in. So like 63 contracts that we have factored in. And according to my numbers, they would be three million over. But Once that's because I, right. So they'll ha- but you have guys getting caught at, at, you know, you have your three round of cuts. You know, you go from ninety to eighty five, and then eighty five to seventy five, and then seventy five to fifty three. Type thing. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, do you have alerts set for when Niner signs somebody? Like, how do you how do you update your numbers? Like, who gives you this information? Don't tell me who, but like, is there somebody, is there a source, or you just wait for it to be released? Uh both. I do have source. A source. Ooh, let's go, Jason. <laughs> That's what talk your shit, baby. Let's go. Yeah. Yep, I have I do have a couple sources. Can't say who they are. Mm-hmm. But yes, I will we'll never ask you to. We'll never ask yep. you to. 
Yep. And I will um, wait on some numbers if I have to. Like um, Policiano's, I got to wait to see exactly what his entire contract looks like. All you have I know no idea is what Policiano's numbers are? I not I know that it's a one year two and a half million dollar contract okay. worth up to three and a half million with incentives, but beyond that, I don't know the base salary, the signing bonus, so, that kind of thing. Let's be clear, and I want Wayne to hear this too. Feliciano just got more money than our right tackle. Per year. Yeah, but y'all think, do y'all think Feliciano gonna start? But no, I mean that's no. no. I mean, wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let me let me let me try to figure out what Mike is trying to do. No, don't try to figure. Just no, because you no. always trying to start something. Like, look, I'm not the, way, the way I'm no. seeing the way I see the the uh, the Colton McKivitt signing is it was cheaper to give him a deal than it was to tender him. Correct. That's Correct. true. And okay. It was cheaper to go out to get another free agent right tackle. But, so they didn't because obviously there's something in him that they like. Ah, bingo. I'm back to being right again. So that's what it is. There's something they like. And they got something that they like at a fraction, 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 fraction of a cost. It's a win-win. Now all, all, all McKivitt's got to do is go out there and be the damn right tackle. What was Jake's deal? Jake Brendel's? Jake, Jake Brendel. Four-year, 20 million? Four years at um, 4.125 million a year. So it could so, be a competition at center. Yes. It could be, yeah. But I, th- I, I think, I think, I think the the Joe Feliciano signing, you know, it just allows the 49ers to have some flexibility on the offensive line again, and that's the key. That's the key trait to what he does. He's better at center, but he can also play guard, just like Brunskill Wait, who, was. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Who, who's better at center? I think Joe Feliciano plays better at center. Stop. Then he does guard. I, I think he oh, does. oh, oh, better than at guard. I thought you meant better than Jake. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm I apologize. I shut up. So so the battle will be there, but you know, he's he, you know, if they need him to play guard, he would play guard. Just like to me, Daniel Brunskill was a better guard than he was center, even though he could play center. We didn't want to see him play center, but he could do it. So mm-hmm. we'll see how this this works out, but it's gonna come down to camp. And I think they draft the center, so that's even funnier, right? I think they they find a kid that they develop, right? But they have one on the roster. Everyone's forgetting about Poe. Like, why Why do we keep doing this? Jason Poe wasn't a natural center. They were trying to get him to yes, play he center. Was. He, play, he, he, was, he was center in college. I thought he was a guard, but okay. I know I wanted Donovan West. I wanted him bad. He I wanted him terrible. to be the guy. Bad. Yeah, he and he's bad. He's in the XFL. He's actually, yeah, he is. He's in the XFL now. He's with the Vegas team, the Vipers. And, right. Yeah. Uh, now, can those guys just come back when the season starts? Like, how does that work? Their body's got to be deep to hell, though, right? Like, you're not going yeah, from one to the NFL two months later? Uh, probably not, but I could see some of the um, standout players, the guys that led, led the league, sacks, receiving yards. They're going to probably get snip, some snips from – you know, teams they are going to be like, hey, you want to sign with us? So, yeah, it could happen. Jason, I'm, I'm interested, man, because money talks. You just got to be listening. And this is what you do. 
I have to imagine that you have a completely different outlook on things based off of the, the general fan. Because if you mm-hmm. see things from a money perspective, and I, I don't know, I, I'm not, I don't, don't let, don't let me put words in your mouth. So cut me off at any time. No. But if you see things from a money perspective, like teams invest in what they want and who they want. Like th- these numbers have to say something to you, right? So you talked about this one year deal. I'm, I'm going to go back to the center position, right? You got Brindle, who is averaging 4.5 a year. And then you have a guy who can earn up to, I think you said three in Feliciano. Three and a half, yep. Uh, okay, up to three and a half based off of playing time and those incentives, right? I mean, yep. those yep. two numbers, I-, I said it right away. Oh, that screams competition to me. It's a one-year deal. It does. Um, is that how you view the roster? Like if someone were to ask you to put together a 53-man roster, is do you just see it based off of well they gave this guy this much they gave this guy that much blah 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 blah, blah or yeah yeah I, I I it's it's partially um what I see when I watch the players play but more so when I see that like okay Demetrius Flanagan folds he got one point two five million of his deal guaranteed so that to me that says he's gonna make the roster he's here. He's here. Yeah. Right. Right. So when when the season when the draft is over, I want to have you come back on after they do Wait, say, all say, of that, say that again. He's guaranteed what? 1.25 million. Wow. I mean, there was a person last year that was guaranteed three million dollars, and guess what? Yeah. He was a quarterback, though. You talking doesn't about matter. Did, a line, so you're telling me Demetrius Flanagan that I want to make sure we're on the same page. Yeah, but so you're telling me Flanagan Files can't get beat out by uh, a Mercelino McCreary ball? And they eat the three mil? Or he gets beat well, up well, by that, I, was, I was actually going to ask Jason, you said you've been doing this for 10 years or so. When it's all said and done, how wrong or right are you for the most part? Like, when you when you go back and see it, like, when I go back and look at it, I'm usually it's usually down to the final five spots that I may be off. Okay. So I kind of get most of it right, mm-hmm. but there are a couple of surprises. Like last year, Gordon I thought Mason. for sure, I yeah Mason. I didn't know Mason was going to make the roster. I thought Kamoko Ture was going to make the roster, and he ended up getting cut. He had one point one million. Guaranteed or mm-hmm. something like that, if I remember correctly. They ate that, and yeah. Mm-hmm. So basically, I, when I look back at like what happened, I go and yeah, I, I had most correct, but also I had my little majority that weren't correct. Gotcha. It's it's usually the bottom of it. I I I, I yeah. completely understand what you're saying. Look at Wayne. Wayne was ready to shoot, man. Nah, because Nate Sudfeld <laughs> didn't get that much. Talk your talk, Wayne. I'm just saying that. It, Let him know, man. It, it can happen. Like, you know. <laughs> but I mean, all right. And I, 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 I can defend that. I can defend that if you want. Defend it. Do you think? They, they thought Jimmy was going to be gone. They thought somebody was going to trade for Jimmy. Yeah. It didn't happen. So they yeah. got stuck with keeping Jimmy, and they yeah. had to let him go. Yeah. And, and they also, at the end of the day, they still let him go. Not They didn't have to let him go. They didn't want to lose Brock. You threw they whatever they saw in Brock, they put him, he wasn't clearing waivers, which is crazy. That uh, now, Mr. See, okay, so from that perspective, you got you have a guy's rights for four years. 
versus a guy that you just signed for one. I think I I still think it came down to a numbers game. What will Brock's yep. uh, as Mister Irrelevant? What will he, what was his what will his contract be in totality when it's all said and done? His rookie contract. Rookie contract. Yes. Oh. Probably about two point three million. That's got it right here. Pales. It would have. I'm not one hundred percent sure. It's but it's it's got to be pretty close to that three million, right? So. It was three two million point. for one year, or two and some change for four. I mean, you got right. the right. I, I think that's pro- you're right, Wayne. I think I think that's what it ended up coming down to. That's <laughs> interesting, man. The, the the freaking roster politics and financial politics Yo, is crazy. It's always the money, bro. It's crazy, and, bro. That that is wild. And you've got you you've got your position coaches that want this guy or that guy. The coordinators mm-hmm. want this guy, that guy. So there's always, you know, there may be in-house, not fighting, but like lever- leveraging for like this guy or that guy. And I'd love to be a fly on the wall to see what goes on in the yeah, Niners, uh, front office. Um, I don't know. I just saw a wow. What is happening right now? Why, why, why are we getting wow messages? All right. Um, so when, when the draft is over and they do mm-hmm. their undrafted free agent signings and they yep. talk about the guarantees and all that, I, I do want to bring you back. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to let it wait though. I'm not going to do it like right after if, if you have some availability, right, yeah. I'll bring you back. Yeah. So all the details are out and everything. And then we can go through it afterwards. And then you tell me what the contracts mean to you. All right. We'll, and, we'll, okay. and we'll go there. Um, now that, that doesn't mean it's the end. I, I am going to start wrapping this thing up here, guys. If you've been watching this whole time, please hit that like button, man. It really, really helps out the algorithms. We appreciate that. And if you've been giving super chats, I promise you, we didn't forget. We're going to get to the super chats in a second. Um, what I want to do though, you don't need to do a super chat for this. If you guys out there have questions for our guest, Jason Hurley, this is going to be the segment now where you guys can type them. We'll click them and have them answer a couple of them before he has to go. You've been great. Uh, thank you so much for for coming in here. Where's where's the pup, man? Where, where's the dog at? My dog. Yeah. Um, she's over there with my mom right now, sleeping. Gotcha. He's gotcha. Okay. Funny, funny is. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. That's pretty cool, man. My dog is sitting over here farting and stinks. So if you guys see me randomly grab my <laughs> nose, it's because my. <laughs> This male is the gassiest dog I've ever met in my entire life. I don't know what his problem is. That's funny. My 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 two boys are are or our two boys are two um Weimariner Rottweiler mix are like Oh wow, that's gassy. Yep, gas gassy. Who they fart all the time. Yeah, no, this this is tough, man. I mean I, I bought this French they they put them in cigar parlors. It looks like a little glass vase, and you put like this alcohol mix in there. It's got this stone. You light it. It's got a wick on the end of it, and not mm-hmm. only does it absorb odors, it omits an odor. And I am running through that trying to battle this dog's. Like <laughs> I don't I don't want to be the house that when people come over, it's like oh it's the stinky dog house, and it's right. it's not the dog smell. It's his gas. Like it, it's oh my god, yeah, so bad, man. Ugh. Anyway, all right. Sorry about running off on a tangent there. Um, so, guys, again, if you're out there, send your super chat, send your questions for Jason. We're going to answer them there. Wayne, was there anything that you wanted to ask Jason before I go on my little run of questions here? No, 
No. Okay. I'm, I'm going to start firing them off to you, okay? Now, my one okay. question, I'll, I'll make this one about you before I make it all about the Niners. I saw you started doing the Vikings. When did that start? Did I ask that already? I don't think I did. No, you didn't. Um, I started doing the Vikings because my father uh, passed away in 2019, and he was a Vikings fan. So Sorry I did that, and, and thank you. I did that in, in, as like a tribute and honor to him type thing. It's not like that I'm like a fan of the Vikings. I'll watch his games. I still say him, his games. So I'll watch the Vikings, but, you know, obviously when they play us, there's no – it's 49ers. Yeah. Ride or die, 49ers. Yeah. Now, where are you from, if you don't mind me asking? New York. Okay. Oh, oh, from New York. Okay. Yeah. All right, but not the city, though. New York is big. Like that's No. Yeah, yeah, I'm in the Albany area. Oh, okay, all right, all right, all right, okay. I used to get my way up there a little bit, Rochester and things like that. Okay, all right, I, I get that. Is the pizza still good way up there? Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, I'd rather I still have homemade pizza. pizza on the planet, man. I, I think Jersey has the best pizza on the planet. I, I do. If you guys have never had pizza, it's definitely in Connecticut, but Jersey does have really good pizza. And Brooklyn yeah, I, has really good pizza. I've never had Connecticut pizza. I don't like Brooklyn style pizza. Really? That doesn't mean I don't like pizza made in Brooklyn. So there's a difference. Okay. There, there, there's a difference. So I, I don't know. I don't like Brooklyn style. I don't like thick pizza. Like, you know, like the deep dish and the Chicago. That's, and the, that's Chicago. That's Chicago yeah, pizza is disgusting. I, I, I don't want to say it was disgusting. No, you can well, say it. No, because it's not disgusting. You just have to like pie. I, like, I don't even like pie like that. Like, you know what you I'm ever, saying? You ever order pizza in Cali? Oh, it's the worst pizza in the world. Worst decision I ever made. Bro, it's when dope, we serve like, your pizza with a fork and a knife, you know you're in trouble. Like, dude, when I go to California, I don't care who from California, y'all pizza is trash. When I go to California, I don't even eat pizza. Matter of fact, they got a pizza place in California said pizza made from New York. I'm like... I, I went to the same. It was wrong. The false, the most false advertising ever. Ever. It's like, nah, bro. This is not it. This is not it. All right, Jason, I'm going to ask you some uh, rapid fire questions and we'll let you go. All right. I'm going to try to keep you less than another okay. two or three minutes. All right. Uh, number one, okay. worst contract you've seen the 49ers sign since you've been following the uh, contracts. Worst contract? Ooh. I'd say D Ford. That was a terrible contract. Bad if he played job. at the level that he was supposed to, would it have been terrible? No. It was because he didn't okay. play. He was injured. Just You're looking play. at the bang for the bad contract. Also, I would say Jonah Jennings. Remember him? The tackle? Yes. That's, I, I actually would say him. He did not live up to the expectations of the tackle spot. I think he was a left tackle from Buffalo. And him and Nate Clements, we got them back to back years. Nate, and they just well, didn't. Now the Wan's contract was trash too, because he was trash. Yeah. I, I oh, he was. Song. No, yeah. but he, I, I never understood yep. why he didn't work. Was it because we were just a zone team and he was a man corner, or was we a man team was, at the time and he was a zone corner? I couldn't remember it. It was one one way or right. the other. And I remember yes. my uncle, the Raiders fan, he was yeah. like, Mike, he's not going to work. Mike, he's not going to work. And. Damn it, he was right. <laughs> <laughs> he was ab he was absolutely right, one hundred percent right. 
All right. Uh, best best contract you've seen the Niners. It's probably a rookie deal, like right a rookie exceeding contract um, expectations. Yeah, I would say George Kittle, Kittle or Fred Warner. They 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 really exceeded what the contract was. Kittle being a fifth round pick. All right, here comes a hot take for you guys. You know what? I'm gonna get you guys off the screen for this one real quick. I'm I'm gonna go solo and just say this, and I'll pop you guys right back in here. I don't want anybody when they clip this up and start talking shit about us, and they're passing it around the group chats. I don't want you guys to be associated with this. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ISO here. I'm I'm gonna just say it. Short hair Kittle was better than long hair Kittle. Long hair Kittle ain't it. I'm sorry, he's not it. And I think the Niners need a refund on that contract. All right, I'm I'm going I'm I'm gonna back it back out. You guys don't need to comment. You don't need to say anything. I y'all don't have to respond at all. Trust me, it's okay. Don't worry about it. But I miss short hair Kittle. Um, but I do, I get what you're saying in principle, right? You got an all pro out of that pick. Mm-hmm. Same thing goes for Fred yep. Warner, right? Yep. Is, I got a question for you. Is yep. Parag as good as his job as people think, or hear me out for years, his job was never hard because the Niners had nobody worth extending and manipulating contracts for. Or if you oh, can't he's... answer it, just say pass. If you can't answer, just say no. He's as good as they say. He really is, in my opinion. Okay. All right. All right. I didn't expect that answer. I like that. I like that. I like that a lot. All right. Do you think running backs – oh, this is going to be tough to answer with Christian McCaffrey on this team. But I'm going to ask it anyway. Do you think mm-hmm. running backs are being undervalued in the NFL? Good running backs. Let me yeah. let me let me change it. Do you think good running backs are being undervalued in the NFL? Yeah, they are. It's one position where you don't see big contracts given to players when they're close to their thirties or over the 30, 30 year old mark. It's just they don't they don't get the contracts. Look at Austin Eckler. He he's close to thirty, and Chargers won't give him a new contract, and he's worth a half more than what he's making. Yeah, absolutely, I agree. I completely agree with you. All right. Um, what about uh? Okay, you said George Kittle was one of the best contracts. They go out and they give him a new contract. Do you think tight ends are being overvalued? If if running backs are being undervalued, do you think tight ends are being overvalued? The top tight ends. Top tight ends? No, I don't. Because of what they do. They're both pass catching and blocking. A guy like Kittle can do both. You know, Kelsey, he can kind of block, but he also is just a massive weapon in the end in the red zone. So yeah, I wouldn't say. I don't think they're overvalued. I think they're pretty much set. I think, actually, some tight ends, they're taking less money than what they maybe should be making. But because they're a tight end, but they're they're they're, they're basically a wide receiver in a tight end body. The things they do that they can do as a as tight end. Basically, as a wide receiver, they're getting, you know, 
twenty million to twenty year. Uh, I think Tyreek Hill's contract is technically thirty million a year. So when you look at that, it's crazy that you know a tight end. They're having a hard time even tight ends getting paid. They have to take one year prove it deals. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. I get that. I get that. Uh, my last question for you. Well, it's, it's a two parter here, mm-hmm. um, and I know you don't know the answer to the first part, so I'll ask it now. Why are coaches paid from a different like pot, and where does that come from? Oh boy, like, it's not it's not salary cap. Like who who actually pays the coaches? Uh, owners do, but out of they, what? At, at the CBA, um, with the collective bargaining agreement, a certain percentage gets um, is a certain percentage goes to the players. That's where the salary cap is made of most of it, and then the other part goes to the owners, and then they can spend as much as they want on the coaches. So it comes from all the revenue or the TV deals that they've done. You know, they, they get TV deals with Fox, CBS, NBC, and then they got Amazon Prime and YouTube TV now having the NFL ticket. So that's why I keep saying that the the this, the salary cap will skyrocket. You're going to see it go up so much. By 2026, it's going to be over 300 million, and that's crazy. Do you even think that? Okay, all right. I think teams are jumping the gun a little bit. With that being said, right? Like I think teams are they're looking at these players and they're paying them a percentage of the salary cap. Where what I think they should be doing is fighting to extend the size of the roster and then using that extra money to pay those guys. I think teams are doing this all wrong. I really, I really do. I agree. I really do. I think they're going to shoot themselves in the foot when it's all said and done. And the the NFL, the the Players Association is doing their the rest of the the bottom part of the of the roster a disservice. Teams should be fighting for larger rosters. They've extended games. They've they've added a playoff game and a regular season game. Uh, and there's been yeah. no compensation to the roster size, and it's going to end up hurting these players in the long run. It really, really is. And so until they do yeah. something about that, extending the rosters. And you and allocating that extra money from these TV deals and the revenue, the extra revenue, they're gonna they're gonna hurt themselves, man. It's, it's just not good, and they're not being smart about it. Instead, what we see is, oh well, this guy's making forty million a year. You're gonna make forty and a half, and the next year, this guy's gonna get forty one, and then you're gonna get forty one and a half, and it just keeps going up. Like no, mm-hmm. like stop. Like it's it's okay to roll some of that. Oh, I wanted to ask you about the 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 salary cap rollover rule. Explain yep. that you have to spend. A certain amount of money in a certain amount of years. What? How does that work? In a four-year period, I think it's a four-year period, either three or four-year period. You have to spend, I believe it's eighty-nine percent in cash, which is basically what the player gets during the year, what what he's paid. So, like with Hargrave, he got a one point oh eight million dollar base salary, but Mm -hmm. He also got seven hundred and fifty thousand per game roster bonus, one hundred thousand dollar workout bonus. His cap number is six point six one five, but he's really getting paid more this year because he got that twenty three million dollar signing bonus. That counts as cash because it yeah, gets yeah. prorated 
over the it gets prorated over five years to help with cap with the okay. cap purposes. Gotcha. That makes sense. That makes sense to me. Wayne, what game were you watching up there, bro? UConn. They won. They're going to the Elite Eight. Okay. All right. I saw you getting fired up over there, so I was just wondering what was going on, man. I saw a long face come. Oh, that's that's a long face there. All right. Um, we're gonna get to the super chat section um of the show here, but this one did come in for you here. Uh Jason, this one's for you from Nick. He says, Do you yep. think Christian McCaffrey was overused by Shanahan? Boy. I, you know I what? This is this is gonna be interesting coming from you because you think money also. Look at the money he was getting and all that. Tell me yeah. he was overused. I mean, he got but you gotta look at it. They only paid him six hundred and ninety thousand. They only had to pay him last year. So I think he was overused. And I think they've got to lessen the load. So hopefully hopefully Mitchell can stay healthy or Jordan Mason can become that beast of a number two running back. Or you get some production out of TDP. Or they hopefully. draft another guy. Yeah. Yep. Or sign another undrafted free agent. Y'all know they're drafting a running back this year, right? Like people are gonna throw a hissy fit, but they're gonna they're gonna draft a running back this year. Eleven picks. That's all I'm gonna say. They should draft a running back. They should draft a kicker, and they should draft a quarterback. I know people don't want to talk about it, but they should. We talked about. They absolutely should. All right, let's get to these super chats now, Um, and we're gonna have some. We're gonna we're gonna wrap this thing up, Jason. If you got to jump off. Uh, just let just give me a signal. I'll turn it all off. It's not it's not a big deal. I'll let you go. I'm good. Uh, I'm good. I do want to give you the floor when it's time to go. So, okay. uh, all right, guys. Uh, this- let me just before you do that, uh, Gammon. I see you watching. Listen, Gammon, go on to my stream right and the description of the show. Shit, it's not there. I got to get him the new Discord uh, link because I got a new Discord and. He was running the 49er stuff over on the old Discord, so I got to get him to be in the new Discord. So, Gammon, hit me up. However, email me something, and then I'll send you the new link. All right, go ahead, Mike. All right, there you go. All right, Gammon, take care of that, man. All right. Um, Nick hit us with, like, four, three or four questions right in the beginning uh, before the show actually Hell started. yeah. He says here, have, have you or Wayne ever listened to Nappy Roots yep. or Field Mob? Yep. Nappy, you don't remember Nappy Roots? Come on, bro, don't don't do that. Oh, I didn't because you made the face. Where, where are they from? Where are they from, and where do I live? Come on. I I didn't I didn't I when you made the face, I didn't know you were gonna say, "Come on, man!" Like, yeah, no, this is this is like yes, a- absolutely, absolutely, one hundred percent for sure. All right, so but yes, yes, we have, and uh, actually, some of those songs are still in my rotation. You know, like when you hit shuffle on your yeah on your playlist, like they they still in there, man. You know, you can't you can't go wrong with some of those guys, man. Um, do you guys think we should start drafting to replace guys like Kittle and Trent Williams because Trent could retire at any time? I want y'all to answer this question. This is this is I'm going to move Jason up here. I, I would like to get yeah, your guys' yeah. opinions on this, especially from a cap perspective. Um, I have my answer, but I, I want to hear from you guys. Go ahead, Jason. You go uh, first. Yeah, I think they should consider drafting, start start drafting some young players that they can groom under Kittle and Trent. But yeah, I do. I agree. I would. I mean, yeah, but I'm, I, unfortunately, 
I mean, if you draft, there's a couple of tackles you can get now that I will never be Trent, but you can groom yeah. them, like Jason said. And as far as Kittle, your Kittle replacements in this draft. So if Kittle is ready to, to walk on or he declines, there is a tight end you could get in this draft, particularly this draft is the tight end you, you want to get a tight end or two. Like, you know, so I already know we got three tight ends on the roster as of right now. And so this is, yeah, you definitely want to answer the question. Yes. I don't know if you're replacing Trent with anybody in this draft, though. The, the closest to me yeah. would be Darnell Wright or any one of those guys like that. You know, Darnell Wright is probably my favorite tackle in this draft. Then Cody. I, I would 100% start drafting guys to replace them. Absolutely. 100%. You don't want to you don't want to react to losing a player of their caliber. You want to be prepared to lose a player of their caliber. Um, Trent, Trent Williams uh, admitted that he, he, you know, he had to take time and think about it and all that. I kind of think that was tongue in cheek, but you never know. And once players start thinking about retirement, like it's it's time to start, you know, doing the right thing by them. Um, and as far as the tight end position, the Niners have been looking to improve the tight end position for what feels like forever. But for for some reason, when the season starts. We got the same three guys here all the time. All it's the Charlie time. Warner, Ross Dwelly, and George Kittle. Like, I just don't understand what's taking so long to get somebody else in the mix. Um, and one of your questions later on, I have an answer for, so I'm not going to tell you who I want them to get until later on when we get to that question. But, Nick, yes, absolutely, you start re- you start drafting and, lo- and looking for these guys' uh, replacements. And that doesn't mean that none of them are on the roster. Let me be clear with what I'm saying, too, right? We don't know who these guys are going to be, but you can get a guy who's athletic but doesn't play with the right leverage, doesn't play with the right size, you know, like he, he doesn't play with the right pad level, and and coach him up and get him get him ready when when the time is right. All right, uh, Nick again says, do you guys think we can win the Super Bowl with the way the offensive line is right now? And I'm gonna I'm gonna go first because I'm gonna take a cheap way out. I don't know how the offensive line is right now. I don't know who's starting. I have no idea from center all the way to right tackle. I know two guys that are starters right now. That's Trent Williams and that's and that's Banks. I have no idea who the other guys are going to be right now. So I, I can't answer that question. I took the easy way out. Now the hard part's on y'all. I mean, yeah, they can. They could have won it last year, too, the way the offensive line was. They just unfortunately ran out of quarterbacks. So, um, yep. What a, yep. It's a crazy <laughs> sentence. That I mean that's crazy. what happened. So no, I, you, I no no you you one hundred percent right. But but I but the way the offensive line is now, I mean Mike says he doesn't know who's starting. Well, I tell you what, I'll take a crack at who's starting. Right from from the left to to the right, it's Trent, it's Banks, it's Brendo, it's those guys. Them they're starting, and then it's going to be between Spencer Burford or the new guy Joe Feliciano. One of them guys is going to be your guard, and I. Maybe Spencer Burford beats out Colt McKivitz and kicks at the right tackle. Either way, the 49ers offensive line is going to – it's going to take – to me, it's going to take less time to build the continuity because they're really only plugging in one player who's played as a swing tackle with these same guys. So just got to give them a couple of weeks to build their continuity, just like we did last year. But last year, we had to get Aaron Banks on board. We had to get Jake Brendel on board and Spencer Burford on board. Like, we had to get them up to par – and it took them a little bit longer. Now these guys are second-year to third-year players, so it, it may not take as long, and they might come in their stride, and, and they move. So I think that 
they can win the Super Bowl the way the offensive line is right now. Totally agree with you, Wayne. Agreed. Yes. I like it. Give me hope, baby. Give me hope. I like it. All right. Next question again from Nick. I told you all he had like four in a row. By the way, these were all in here like before the show started. This one was at 816. We started at 830. So my man was on it. Uh, Each one of you name one player in the draft that we picked that nobody sees coming. Um, I got my guy. If y'all want me to go first, I'll go first. Um, Go ahead. All right. I'm going to do ISO for each one of us. Player in the draft that nobody sees coming. It's tight end, Davis Allen. Yes. <laughs> it's funny that Not... you were going with a tight end, and I was going to go with a tight end, but that's fine. Oh, no, that's good. <laughs> Let's do it, baby. It's... Davis Allen from Clemson, 6'6". My man ran a 4.75 or something like that, 250 pounds. That boy can catch. That boy can run. He can block. Listen, that's the one. That's the one. That's the guy right there. All right, Wayne, you want to go next, or, or Jason? Who wants to go next? Uh, Jason can go next. I'll close it out. I'll go next. Okay, um, <laughs> I don't really, I haven't watched much uh, on the prospects, so I don't know a lot of them. But I would say maybe the kicker, Jake Moody, out of Michigan. I like yeah. it. I like, I like that. that answer. I like that answer a lot, baby. All right, Wayne. I so want you. So it's crazy because I was I was gonna go with a tight end. I'm I'm not sure if I want to change it up because you went with a tight end. With so, but but um, I'm gonna go wide receiver because I know no one thinks we're gonna draft a wide receiver. So I'm gonna say we're gonna draft a wide receiver, and it's gonna be wide receiver out of West Virginia, man, Bryce Ford Wheaton, um, out of West Virginia, yo. Uh, I don't know if anybody pays attention to the raw scores, but uh, you know the highest you can get on a raw score is ten. 10, yeah, 10 yeah. is the perfect score. You yeah. want to know what he got? 9.98. 9.96. Damn, I was off. Oh, I was right there. Yo, I, I right just, so so I, I know a lot of people think that it's going to be Demario uh, Douglas because the 49ers are in him. That's the wide receiver from Liberty. I guarantee you they're drafting the wide receiver. Uh, a lot of people, I, I'm telling you, y'all keep sleeping on this six freaking three, 221 pound, four, three speed. You keep one five ten yards. You four fifteen shuttle six ninety seven three cone. Y'all sleep on this kid if you want. Wait, wait, wait. What? How tall did you think he was? Six three, bro. Running a four fifty two twenty one. Oh, I thought you said two, bro. I thought you said two fifty. Yeah, but he's running six three, running a four three. Nah, that's crazy. That's crazy. He he's a. I haven't heard anybody talking about him. What's his name? Say it again. Bryce Ford Wheaton. His production in college was was limited. Uh, you know, it, it is what it is. I was talking to uh, to Larry Kruger yesterday because uh, he mentioned Jonathan Mingo out of Ole Miss, another big wide receiver, right? Another big body guy. Yeah. Um, and so I'm like, yeah, but this kid is smart and this kid could play football. And I would like he just screamed 49er to me. I mean, I, I don't even know if he screams 49er because I'm, I'm not going to lie to you, bro. Honestly, I don't even know if Niners value receivers like that. You know, I like, but you. <laughs> God, hold on. I got to this. Hold on. You got to tell me his name one more time. Hold on. I got to I got to I'm going, <laughs> I'm going to my page because this is, this is crazy. Tell me his, his metrics one more time. Six. Yo, he's six, 225. 221. 
All right, 6'3", 221. His hand size is a 9'3", and a quarter inches. You know, uh, I like Jonathan. Jonathan Mingo has bigger hands, but this kid is, his broad was 10'9". His vertical was 41 inches. Like, I just, I'm looking at his freaking ability to cut. Like, uh, this kid can cut. Like, this kid is going to be a problem uh, on the field. Where is he gonna go? I don't know. Spell, spell his last name. Is it hyphenated? Wheaton. Yeah, Ford Wheaton. F O R D hyphen Wheaton. W H E A T O N. Oh my God! And this site that I got, <clears throat> they got him as a fourth to sixth round prospect. Yo, I, the wide receivers, man. Look, <coughs> I see Holy people putting Lord. Jonathan Mingo out there and Demario Douglas, other studs, man. Demario Douglas ran a four four. I think Demario, uh, I mean Jonathan Mingo ran a four four. This kid ran a four three though. Just Virginia. saying. Oh my god. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. I'm getting distracted. All right. All right. Another show. Another show. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. I know. I apologize, y'all. Wayne, that that that. But listen, that, if there, if there was a tight end, that that I mean, I, I there there I have there's so many Titans I love. All right, I wouldn't be surprised if if Schoonmaker is the is the draft pick for the 49ers, but the kid that I want is uh Schoonmaker Payne Durham, all right, out of Purdue, and then Zach Koontz is probably my number one tight end prospect out of Old Dominion. Zach Koontz, look him up. Zach Koontz, and he he ten out of ten. Mm. Rod score. Mm. Mm. Wow. And Both those lines. are the kind of things that Kyle likes. Kyle, Kyle looks at those athletic, you know. Okay. All right. Let's all right, we'll keep it moving, man. Seven, three, uh, three call. Delvin Thomas says here, um, says, why do some teams go crazy over the cap and others don't? Uh, is there a, is there a penalty for going over the cap? If so, then some teams Oops. don't. If, if so, uh, then some teams care and some don't. So this is interesting because earlier we were talking and it said um, it said that, you know, the Saints were however many millions over the cap. But you said mm-hmm. they basically have to be under all the time. I don't get it. They, they didn't go over um, the cap after the season ended, did they? Um, they can be over the cap for one, one part of the um, off season from the end of the Super Bowl. To the be- to right before the beginning of the new week year, and then you have to be cap compliant completely for like eleven months or eleven out of twelve months you have to be cap compliant. And if 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 you do go over, like I said, they will deny a contract or a transaction. And there have been teams fines. that fines, yup, fines, draft picks. Uh, forfeited. We saw that with the Texans, I think it was, uh, with the Deshaun Watson thing. So yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they didn't report the money the right way or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So they, yeah. they they that's why there's only 31 picks in this in the in the draft this year, guys. There's only 31 picks in the first round. Yeah. So lost their first pick. I mean, yeah. lost their first yeah. round pick. Forfeited. Yep. Things like that happen. All right. Good question there. Uh Corey Wig says here, I also don't oh, I also wouldn't touch Armstead, another player that all guarantees have been paid. After next season, we are in the clear. Um, I so I, I think I look at this different than most people, right? 
I don't look at players as in I wouldn't touch them because we've paid all their money. Mm-hmm. I look at players in, as in I wouldn't touch them because I don't plan on them being here long. If if your production or your value to my team says that you're going to be here for three or four more years, I'd touch that contract over and over if I needed to. And is that the wrong way to look at it? Like, how does that work? How, how, does, yeah. how, how do you think about that? I completely agree with you, Mike. The, if you view the player is going to be here past what his current contract is up for, like Armstead, 2024 is his last year, next year. If they feel like he's going to be a player that they want long term, you do it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Wayne. Yeah. What the hell? Should we draft Deuce Vaughn if he falls to us? Um, I don't know. I haven't. I haven't. He hasn't been on my radar. Like so, I'm not. I'm not even. I know. What do you? Let think? me look at this combine. So he's a running back. Uh, I liked. I. I. There's certain running backs that I want that I think would be. What's the word? They could compliment, but they they bring something different. Like, there's only one running back I feel like the 49ers should go after and get. If they're going to draft one, it would be Tajay Spears from, um, is it Toledo? Tulane. Tajay Spears. That would be the only kid. Because what he could bring to you in that pass game, can it, like, if Christian McCaffrey gets spelled off, you said we don't want to overutilize him, right? You bring this kid in, like, He's like Jared McKinnon, like 5.0. Like he, he, his speed is crazy. And I mean, he didn't run super fast at the combine. He was like a 4.4, 4.5 guy. But at the end of the day, like, you know, he got that football speed. So, like, once he get the ball, you can't catch him type of speed. So I saw him in person and he just stood out at the senior bowl. That's one guy that I would want to bring on here. So let's look at Deuce Vaughn's combine. I got his stuff right here, too. I mean, he didn't do much. He didn't do much of the combine. He's got his vertical and his broad jump and his bench press. Okay. That that's all I see, unless you got a different no something different. Five five, one seventy-nine, little small. Uh, but he's 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 a very decisive runner. Uh doesn't shy away from contact. I mean, uh, I, I don't know. You said fall to us as if that he would have to be our first pick of the draft. And I, if that's the case, then I, I'm gonna say no. Yeah, like when when people yeah. say fall to us, I always think they mean fall to us at our first pick. And if that's the case for a running back, no. I don't think running back I see, is I, I see what you mean. I see what you're saying. Per- personally, um I mean there there there's some there's some running backs out here like the care from Texas A&M. Uh the, a lot of these guys are going to not go early because a lot of teams aren't drafting running backs. So there's going to be really great running backs that's going to be on the board pick 99 101 102 third round Niners do they draft a running back that is the question like that's really the question because there's going to be some players oh my gosh there's going to be some players so yeah I'm not high on this kid Deuce Vaughn just not no, 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 he's good. This is the guy that I said on your show. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, uh, when I, I was talking about the guy and I compared him to Darren, Darren Sproles, talking yeah. about how elusive and everything he was. I like him a lot, but I don't like him enough to pick him with our first pick. I, I do really like the guy. I want to be clear. Like that was the guy that I, I mentioned on your show, 
but I I don't know if we should get him that early. I'm, I I can't see the Niners' first pick being a running back. I just it's not how the team operates. So I, I personally I think it's going to be an edge rusher, but yeah, I think it'll be a defensive lineman. I don't know if it's going to be edge or defensive tackle, but I, I think, think it'll, it'll be, be a edge. lineman. Again. Yeah. All right. Um, but Nick, I really, really do like Deuce Vaughn. He is one of my favorite running backs in this draft class. Um, I had to look at my because I got my I got my papers over here. I had to look at look at my list over here. He is definitely that guy. Uh, but he's small, you know, and like I said, decisive, um, elusive, but I just don't know. I uh, said you hear Lynch reached out to Big Ben last year. I didn't hear this. Did you guys hear about this? Uh that yeah, came out today. If I'm not mistaken, yeah, today or yesterday, or yesterday, he reached out to him and said, "What?" I don't know. I didn't really read into it. I didn't, I didn't I, read yeah. into it. No disrespect to Nigel, but I, I really don't give a shit. That. <laughs> well, no, no, I mean about Big Ben. Like I, I was, I. It's unfortunate. Like it's just crazy how our quarterbacks got hurt. Because I think, mm-hmm. I think, did he reach out to him? Maybe Nigel can correct it because I didn't read it either. But did he reach out to him? Well, it wouldn't have mattered because our quarterback didn't get hurt. You know what I said? Did he reach out to him when Jimmy got hurt? I'm curious to know. If yeah, that's what... yeah, that's what the headline was. Oh, okay. See, I, I didn't remember. Know. I think they were high yeah. in on Brock, but that so that kind of sucks, right? Because if I mean Big I'm Ben, so glad that didn't happen, bro. Not because Big Ben would have been better than Josh Johnson. But he, Big Ben would not have been coming in to play behind Brock Purdy. Yes, he would have. No, okay. I mean, he wouldn't have wanted to, but I think that's what he would have had to do. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm just. I'm glad it didn't. I'm glad it didn't play. I'm glad out. it didn't happen either, Mike. I can't. I. I have a personal thing against Ben Roethlisberger, so it's cool. Um, Sean says, "Man, East Coast has some good food." Uh, tread lightly. I lived in Brooklyn and worked in Manhattan, the East Coast, New York for sure. Uh, disrespect Mexican food, having all Chinese owning and running Mexican restaurants. <laughs> I don't. I don't even. We were talking you, about pizza, Mike. That has nothing to do with Mexican restaurants. I think he just brought up the East Coast. He's just talking about the, how New York is with their food. Yes. And they do have good food. We were talking about a specific type. I, you know, I don't know. I thought there was a Brooklyn style pizza. No, am I wrong? No, nah, Brooklyn pizza just big slices, man. They like it's, oh, it's yeah, yeah. So all right, Chicago all right, has the style. Yeah, there's another place that has a, a deeper, but it's, it's square. God dang, it, I can't it's remember. Square it's all right. pizza, Sicilian pizza. So that's anywhere you can get that anywhere. All right, all right. Did Wayne get a new microphone? He sounds smooth as sure did. butter. I got let me see that thing, boy. Pause. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. I'm sorry. Let me, let me, let me. Yeah, there it is. Put your mouth on it. Say something. Let me, let me, let me make it erect. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> what are we working with over there? What is that? So this is the shore. So I had the original, um, the original studio microphone, the shore SMB. A short SMB seven, and then they made a podcasting version of the microphone. So uh, I wanted to, yeah, I, I just wanted to upgrade to that. So if you guys want to get one, check it out. I gotta get this. I, the I cool thing see. about this new mic though is like you can hook it up two ways. So you can go USB, 
which is probably the normal quicker way. So oh, that's got the little three three prong on the bottom. Yeah, it's called XL, it's called XLR. Yeah. So yeah, yeah that's the way I like okay. it up. So uh, what I did was I hooked up my. I'm I'm such an old school tech guy. This computer stuff was was giving me too many like it was messing up my ADHD, and so I grabbed my mixer, bro. I hooked my mixer up to the computer. Because the digital mixer was cool, but I felt like it was phasing vocals out. So Wait, like, you were not plugged in with the 2.5 millimeter jack? No, 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 no. I mean, oh, I got my, I got a, I got a, I got a, uh, a 12 channel, a eight channel mixer right here on my, my table. But what's the mixer connected to the laptop or computer with? Oh, it's connected to USB. So the USB. mixer. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was about to say. Because the mixer that I got is from oh, yeah, 12, <laughs> 12 years ago when I got my, my I got I think I got like six different mic plugs on it or five five plugs on it and everything and that plug man is the end of it was a freaking headphone jack and I'm like nah I can't this do that funny. no more that's funny <laughs> the wire turn a little bit it sound like you sizzling bacon in the pan nah I'm not doing that on the microphone no more bro it's over those days are over for me. I like these eight thirty shows though because. I'm going to bet as soon as we. Oh finish yeah, no, you, you and me both. Uh, I think I gotta wash the dog tonight. Wifey was supposed to do it last night. She tapped out on me, and she didn't do it tonight. So I, I, I want to go in there and take that one now. Um, all right, here we go. We got one more here, and then I'll go check and make sure. And your pizza can't touch Domino's. All right, on, it's time Sean. for Sean to go to bed. I take Chuck E. Cheese pizza over Domino's any day, bro. <laughs> he said your pizza can't. Canaan throws a party every time we go by a postal box or he sees the mailman stupid red white and blue of dominoes oh i get it all all our free ag what's ag agents our cross train vets ah. oh, okay okay all right well that's cool i like that part now i will say this i will say this when i do travel outside of the northeast for pizza i go to chains so I'm going to ask y'all, what's your go-to pizza chain when you okay. leave the Northeast? That's a great question, Mike, because because we're all from the Northeast up here. But I yeah, I don't I don't eat pizza if it ain't the pizza here, yeah. bro. That's the one thing I'll stay away from, man. Wow. And it ain't because I'm scared of the carbs or stuff like that. Nah, it's just too much bread. It's not pizza. So if I had to pick a chain, though. Probably be Little Caesars over any one of them. To oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Pizza, pizza. What about you, Jason? What you got? You got to leave yeah, the North. No? If I had to leave, no, I haven't. No, I mean, I've been, I haven't had pizza outside of New York or out of the Northeast. Ooh. What's Detroit pizza? Yeah. I've never, is that the square pizza Mike was talking about? Is that the one I'm talking about? Detroit? Who said something about Detroit? Uh, somebody, uh, Grizz in the chat. I know it's thick. Now nah, Detroit. No. I, I, well, I won't. I don't know. I never had Detroit pizza, but Sicilian pizza is the squared pizza. So th they make the square pies. It is Detroit style. I'm gonna show you the picture. I just I just googled it. That's the one I was thinking about. So I knew there was one that was square, and looked like. Ugh. I'm sorry. I'm saying look because I don't. I don't like thick. Let me. Uh, hold on. I gotta. I gotta uh, take this brand. This banner off. So you guys can see it. You don't like thick. I don't like thick pizza. Look, look oh, at this. That's Detroit. Yeah, yeah. Look, it's just it's like bread and sauce, man. I, I just that shit. Nah, I can't. Yeah. I can't do that. I can't. It's, that's like that's like French bread pizza. 
doesn't it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't help me man all right um damn i was was, oh so my my when i'm out and i gotta order pizza from somewhere this is gonna sound so crazy right i like the crust on Domino's, but i like the pepper that comes in the papa john box oh papa john's pizza is good bro I like the pepper in the Papa John's box. Papa John's is probably the closest to real pizza out of all of them. Now that I think about it, hey, I mean, I know we're not supposed to be supporting them, but I know <laughs> when I travel, that's the one I that's the one I go to. Not about Papa John's, yeah. So that that's the one I go Little to. Little Caesar man. pizza you can get for three dollars, bro. So that's, that's that's the that route. don't scare you when when food be a little too cheap. That, that, that don't bother you. Nope. Like yo, I can't figure out how some of these places sell ten nuggets for ninety nine cents or a dollar ninety nine. Because them shit ain't real nuggets. I was gonna say it can't be chicken, right? I know Jason is <laughs> like, what the hell have I got myself into? Jason, man, listen, yeah. man, we're gonna, we're gonna let you go, man. Um, I'm gonna. We always okay. do something at the end of the shows called Final Thoughts, uh, and you have the floor right now. We're gonna go ISO on you. We're gonna give you the full screen. Let the people know anything you want them to know. If you're doing anything, if you're working on something, let them know where to find you, man. The floor is yours. Thanks so much for uh, coming on. We appreciate it. First off, thank you, Mike, for having me on. And like I said in the beginning, you can find me on Twitter at 49ersCap or go to 49ersCap.com. That's basically it. Thank you, guys. Had a great time. There it is right there in the corner there. All right. Thanks so much for uh, jumping in here, Jason Wayne. Yeah, uh, your turn, man. ISO on you. You want you want the ISO? Or you want me to leave it the way it is? I don't need the ISO, man. Final thoughts, man. Let's yeah. go. I mean, final thoughts is I'm just I'm just getting my brain waves prepared for for the the draft, man. I, I'm getting super excited. There's so many options out there, right? We have 11 picks as of right now, and I'm just ready to see. You know, get down to the breakdown. I I don't know if there'll be any other free agent signings, but I promise you, we'll make sure. That we give you that content, man. As long as you guys stay here, we here. So we'll be here. Uh, and I'm excited to do it with, with the family, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I would like to thank both of you guys for jumping in here this evening. You guys have made this show absolutely incredible. Uh, we have one more super chat that came in. He said, would love to see early shows like this one. Man, just stay tuned, man. Stay tuned. I like the 830. That was fun. Had to kind of get the kids out early. Get, get, go, go, go. I love you too. Good night. Right. But uh we'll keep we'll try to keep these things going, man. I, I like the I like the participation we got tonight. And uh thank you all very, very much, man, for jumping in. I appreciate you guys. Jason broke down the cap very well. Wayne is always an excellent co-host. And to the people out there in the chat, you guys are A plus. We do it for you. We appreciate you guys, and that's gonna do it for us tonight. All right. Wayne, yo, let's go home, man. Prepare for glory. Anticipate pain, but always remain faithful, y'all. We out of here. Show. Peace. We all gas, no brakes, pumped up, no fakes. We spinning, we winning, we high stakes. We never miss, we all makes. Look at us dudes trying to prove, bringing you news with nothing to lose. Mike, Nick, Tony, Wayne, Method Man, we bring the pain. See, I'ma confess it. We under the pressure. If you looking to find us. Them nothing but niners. Nothing but niners. We nothing but niners. We nothing but niners. We nothing but niners.